What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, That's a powerful you. question. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! All right, this is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thanks for being with us on another audio adventure. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash and Bet. Online, And when I say third-generation superstar, who comes to mind? Is it The Rock? Randy Orton? Maybe Bray Wyatt? Natalia? Well, now you can add Dominic Mysterio to that list. But unlike all those other people that I named, Dominic's debut match was at SummerSlam and against Seth Rollins. And what a debut it was. What a match. Hey, take a screenshot right now. Tag me on Instagram so I can say hi and so I can share it. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Tag Dominic on Instagram. He is at Dominic underscore 35. And hey, while you're doing stuff on your phone, could could I just ask you to subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you happen to be listening right now, because we've got a ton of interviews coming up. This is one I talked about weeks ago. So if you're a subscriber, you remember that. You're like, oh yeah, this is the interview that he like teased two weeks ago. So here we are. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts though, a review would be like super helpful. As we head towards that goal of 2,000 reviews by my birthday. Yes, my birthday's May 19th. So we've got time. May 19th, 2021. So we've got some time here. This review comes from MDB1909, who says, brilliant podcast. Can't believe I only recently discovered this podcast. Caught up on so many great interviews. One of, if not my favorite wrestling podcast. Again, that's from MDB1909 in Great Britain. Wow. So thank you for that review. And thank you for continuing to bring these reviews in. We keep getting a whole bunch every single week. So thank you. You can literally say anything. It can be short. It can be funny. It can be preposterous. Whatever you like. I just like saying that into the mic. Preposterous. Anyway, in any case, I'll be reading one on every single episode. So where do we start with Dominic Mysterio? I mean, we could start at his debut match at SummerSlam, which was a phenomenal debut match. You know, that may go down as the best first wrestling match for anyone ever. And I'm not just talking about the best WWE debut or the best, you know, AEW debut. I'm talking about the best first wrestling match ever. You know, most people are doing that in a small venue or a bingo hall or these days at a football stadium. But for your first match ever to be against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam and to be that good, man, obviously it helps when your father is a legend like Rey Mysterio But still, Dominic put in a ton of work for that match to look as great as it did. Obviously, Seth Rollins made him look good too, but you see what I'm driving at here. We talk about what it was like growing up in the wrestling business and being part of that paternity storyline with Eddie Guerrero. He talks about his favorite memories of Eddie Guerrero and how his whole family is now involved in the the storyline on SmackDown and how Dominic may end up wearing a mask and changing his name to Prince Mysterio. 
Also, he gave his first frog splash ever to Brock Lesnar. Not his first frog splash on TV to Brock Lesnar, his first frog splash ever. He was just like, yeah, I think I can do that. And then got up there and did it. So this is a fascinating conversation with an incredibly humble young man. So please give it up for Dominic Mysterio. It's such a pleasure to be chatting with you. So Dominic, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I like your shirt. Is it, I, it, that must be your favorite wrestler, right? Uh, one, one of them. Top five. Top five. <laughs> Ray Mysterio. Yeah, top five. What a <laughs> what a last handful of months for you. Like, th- what a what a ride you've been on. Are you able to step back and realize how insane this is right now? Um, definitely. At first, it was it was kind of I was on cloud nine for. I don't know how long, you know, I like realizing from my debut at SummerSlam to just continuously being on raw every week. It's kind of, it's been an unimaginable, like a dream come true for me. So I'm very grateful and it's been hard to kind of step back and, and look and enjoy and, and be able to have fun with it. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been a ride, man. Like not very many people get to debut at SummerSlam and against Seth Rollins. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It it was definitely um I've said I've said it before, you know, when my dad first told me that that was that was how it was gonna happen, I I thought he was ribbing me. I was like, get out of here. It, it's a joke. Like, okay, yeah. But then he was like, No, 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 like this is serious. Um people people in the back started telling me like higher ups telling me that this is this is the direction they wanted to go. So I had to mentally prepare myself and be like, All right, like let's do this, it's time to go. So if we take a, st- a step back, when did you start training? I first started training, I want to say late 2018 or early two. Yes. Cause I graduated, um, high school in 16 and I started training a little bit after that. So early, early 18, late 17 is when I started training. And just, I started training here in San Diego with uh, my dad and Conan. And that was for about uh, maybe I want to say four or five months learning the basics, rolling, um, that mostly rolling with them. Like, I can't tell you how much I rolled with them, uh, <laughs> just the bumps. And then from there I moved to Tampa, Tampa Bay. And I did three months with uh, Jay lethal at Tampa Bay pro wrestling. And then once I finished there, I came back home for another three months and then went out to Calgary to Lance's to Storm Wrestling Academy for another three months there. Wow. Okay. So the people you've been trained by, that's insane. So you've been trained by Ray Mysterio, Conan, Jay Lethal, and Lance Storm. Wow. Yes. And and when I came from Lance's, I found my home here in San Diego, which was level up. And I've been training with uh local indie wrestlers and big names like B Boy. He's awesome and i've had guys like phoenix come in and help me out you know um a lot of guys from down here in san diego so it's been it's been tremendous and i'm very grateful and thankful so when you're the son of ray mysterio is the plan is the goal the whole time like i'm gonna follow in my father's footsteps i'm also gonna be a pro wrestler not at the not all the time i feel like it was all because since i was a kid i've i played soccer and football since i was eight years old that was the main focus um and my high school never really had they didn't have a wrestling team so it didn't really i'm sure if they had a wrestling team i would have loved to have tried out but they didn't have any of that so focus was always football and soccer but i was always a big fan of wrestling had to have all the action figures needed all the t-shirts kept up with everything that was going on had all the titles that said dominic on them so i was always a big fan and i always had wrestling in the back of my mind but I never actually tried it. So when I tried it for the first time and stepped in the ring, it was a different kind of love and passion for the sport that I had for it. So it was, it was an immediate love. Did being part of that, you know, a lot of people obviously know you from the storyline, the paternity storyline with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Did being involved in that make you love wrestling even more? Um, Now that I've given it some thought, I think so, because that really made me, love and appreciate like the industry and everyone in the back and 
I, I personally enjoyed traveling from city to city with my dad, like those long car rides with him and going to the airport in the mornings and being able to fight for the window with him so I could be able to, to sleep. But like, I personally enjoyed all that. So I think in the long run, it definitely did nudge me a little bit more towards uh, being able to start wrestling. So what's your first wrestling memory that you have? First wrestling memory that I have is my dad getting hit in the head with the guitar by Jeff Jarrett. That's the Were you first. There for that? I was not there. I was watching it on TV, and I had remembered because everything, everything else as far as wrestling is a blur. But that's the first like thing that I remember, and I remember it was Jeff Jarrett because I remember the yellow glasses, and I remember him just wailing my dad, and I remember freaking out, asking my mom if he was okay. And she was like, we'll, we'll, we'll know in a little bit, like relax. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that's my first memory. My dad getting hit in the head with the guitar by Jeff Jarrett. Wow. So what's the first event that you went to in person? Um, there's a lot of local events that I went to in uh, Tijuana at the auditorium. Paso Gutierrez. So that one, um, I went, I went to those, uh, back in the day when I was a kid, but first one that I remember, um, was probably in Anaheim when my dad first came to WWE. Uh, he was feuding with Matt Hardy at the time. So I remember I had all the rock aware with the side visor. and But yeah, that's I, I, I think that was my first SmackDown WWE event, the, my first wrestling event. It was, and uh, then, yeah. I mean, not long after that, you're part of this gigantic storyline. So you're on the road, you know, and then there's this huge storyline of who's your dad. Is it Ray or is it Eddie? What's it like going to school when you've just been on national television, international television the night before? There wasn't much school. That was, that's probably why I loved it so much because uh, <laughs> in third grade, I was in third grade at the time and I had to take my homework with me. I wasn't in class half the time. Um, my teacher, my dad would have to come in and explain to the teacher like what was going on, what I was needed for. But um, when I was in school, it was kind of like I had to like explain to kids that who my dad was. And because kids would always ask me, you know, who, who really is, is your dad, Eddie Guerrero? Or is it Rey Mysterio? Like, who, who's your dad, Dom? And I'd be like, well, I'm pretty sure it's Rey Mysterio, who's my dad. And but yeah, I always had to explain myself on who my dad was. Do you remember like being on set with Eddie? Because you would not just stuff in the ring you filmed other stuff like behind the scenes with him too mm -hmm. yeah i remember doing vignettes with him uh the one here at the park uh apparently i don't remember which park it was but it was a park around here and uh, but i remember that very vividly there was other kids playing at the park and, and after every take eddie would offer me candy um whether it was twizzlers or red vines um but he would always have candy for me ready He'd be like you ready to go He'd be like, yeah uncle let's do it and give me some candy and we're, we're off. Being a West Coast guy, you're obviously a red, a red vine person. Yes. Mm. My dad's always been a Twizzler person. So he's, he, unless they don't have Twizzlers, he'll go red vines. But I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with red vines. It's like, it's such a, like, it's, it's a real debate. And people that, you know, are in the UK listening to this right now are like, oh, what do you mean? What's a red vine? But yeah, red. <laughs> Red vines and Twizzlers. That's a, that's a real debate. Yeah. I mean, I personally enjoy both, but if I had to pick one, I'd, I'll go red vines. <sighs> what are some of like, what are some of the best memories that you have of Eddie Guerrero? <sighs> there's so many. Um, there's times where um, after house shows, um, he would, he would come over to the house. You know, my mom would basically force him to come over. Um, and spend the night because she didn't want him to spend any money staying at a hotel or anything. She wanted him to be in like a the comfort of our home because he was like best friends with my dad. So I remember waking up in the mornings and having like breakfast burritos with him. Um, I remember one time after a hall of fame, he, uh, um, I don't know if you guys, if you remember the PSPs that back in the day, yeah. I, I had, uh, had one of the first ones that came out and he bought me like FIFA 04 or something for it. And I remember I was super excited and I still have it in, in my PSP and it's there. So that memory of Eddie will always be with me. Have you seen the, have you seen the memes of like Rusev debuted recently or Miro debuted? He has blonde hair. Have you seen the meme where it's like Dominic grew up and this is what he looks like now? Yes. I wish I was as big as Miro. 
but but yes no i i uh my dad showed it to me and i cracked up i laughed it was awesome i don't know everyone's telling me to bring back the bleach hair but <laughs> i don't know have you I thought about like it i have but i feel like it'd be more i'd be more of a meme than taken seriously <laughs> was there talk about putting a mask on you um there's still talks about it um so um we would we would like to eventually uh get into the tradition of of uh lucha libre which would be putting a mask on me and taking on the name but um i think that's all down the line in the future um but now everyone everyone kind of knows my face and and what i look like and the idea of wearing a mask is to hide your identity to be able to go out to places and stuff like that but um i think i could find a unique way of of uh bring the mask into my character. So when you say take the name, would would you also be Rey Mysterio? I don't know. I, I We have uh, thoughts. I, well, my long goal would be Prince Mysterio for me. Oh. Since, Rey, since Rey in Spanish was, is king. So f- for for my character, it'd be Prince Mysterio. But, oh. uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, see where it goes. So when you started training, what was the plan here? I mean, obviously, you've got the best of the best situation, debuting at SummerSlam, debuting against Rollins. But like, was the plan, I'm going to go work the indies for a few years, make a name for myself, and figure it out from there? We didn't have a set plan. We just we knew that the end goal would be to eventually be signed to WWE and be in WWE. Um, I never had any intention of it all happened so fast, you know, the opportunities presented itself. And, um, but yeah, the, the idea was to get some, get some independent work, uh, start building my name a little bit, eventually make it down to WWE, start training at the PC, (laughs) but everything just happened so fast, you know? Um, and, um, just, they gave me the ball and I started running with it. So, so is that literally your first match ever? That was literally my first match ever, SummerSlam. I, I've had I have had like practice matches with like Lance and other students at Storms, but first official match was at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins. Wow, wow. Well, it, it completely makes sense then when you shared that moment with Vince that was recently put online, where he was basically like, like he seemed very proud of you, and he's yeah. known you since you were a kid. What did that moment mean for you? It meant the absolute world to me. Like I'm getting chills like right now, you just telling me. Um, it was it it was surreal. Um, you know, seeing everybody like a lot of superstars, my dad, you know, Eddie, seeing seeing guys like that get that that hug and that embrace from Vince and actually like me getting an embrace from him and getting, you know, those those sweet whispers as they call it. Um, it it was it was surreal and I'm very thankful for the opportunity and I'm it was, it was a night I'll never forget. So, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. It's crazy to think your debut was about a month ago. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, and then you're on every week. Now this has become a family affair. So yeah. how did your yeah. sister get worked into this? Um, so I, I, uh, I don't really know. I think the idea was pitched for her to, to like come on and like, uh, like kind of help me and kind of be part of the story and, and help motivate me. And then it kind of just turned into a whole nother, let's all beat Murphy with the kendo stick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got, you you got to get some payback with that kendo stick because that looked pretty bad. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty brutal. It was. Yeah. So when you're taking these kendo stick shots from Rollins at which, at what point do you go? All right, this, this is really actually starting to hurt. Because those things don't tickle. So I had never actually been hit with the Kendis before. Um, I always I I always had one in my room because I loved them. I just as a kid I always loved the idea of a kendo stick, watch Sandman, the whole deal. So I always had one and had my dad like give me little love taps, but I never actually got hit with one. So when Rollins laid that first one in, I I immediately knew it was gonna be a long, long segment. And they just started, they just kept coming and kept coming and they hurt more and more. I did it like, it was just, I, it was at the point where it was like, all right, it, my body just kind of numbed out. Man, yeah, it looked bad. How long till the bruises and welts were finally gone? 
surprisingly in like a week. It's like I, I, my body. I can relate. So I, I went to Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze's wrestling school. They gave me 20 chops. It was a I lot. actually saw your video. Oh my God. Wow. I watched That's that. crazy that you saw that. And you're probably like, this guy is insane. Why is he, why is he doing this? <laughs> I had a lot of, when, when your photos came out after the kendo stick, I was tagged in a lot of those photos. They're like, do you think this is worse than what you got? I'm like, oh yeah. What Dominic got is far worse than what I got. Yeah. I've gotten the top line before and it's bad. Um, and also I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you felt that your chest went numb after after a certain amount of them and it was just like you were taking them at that point um but yeah no that kendo stick was definitely um i wouldn't say the same but it's the stinging sensation of of what the chop line is but yeah it's, it was bad yeah looked real bad oh. when you look at the entire landscape here of possible opponents in wwe who are some dream matches for you um i've always i've always said randy orton just because um I've always been a big fan and I love his style of work. Um, but I think uh, dream matches would, besides Randy, someone like Andrade, um, I think me and him would, We I, I just wrestled him very briefly on Monday, him and Garza, but uh, I would love to get in there a little bit longer with Andrade, Garza, um, Umberto. I'd love to go one-on-one -on -one with Umberto. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. If I could, you know, someone like Edge, you know, some of the big names uh, I would love to, I've worked Seth. I would love to wrestle Roman. I think that would be, I think that'd be fun as well. Um, but there's so many guys and guys in NXT, like Adam Cole, guys like, uh, you know, Austin Theory. Uh, there's so many people I'd love to work with. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Do you think a match with your dad is something that you'd want to do? Yes, most definitely. I think, uh, I think that'll be, uh, that's, that's still a long time from now, but, um, I remember all the spankings he gave me as a kid. So I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, our match will come. <laughs> How close do you think your dad is or was to retiring? Cause there were whispers of that. Um, I don't think, I don't think he's, he was, he's been close to retiring yet. He's always, he's always felt, um, really good. Um, he's, you know, as, as you guys know, he's, uh, his knee, his left knee has been through multiple, multiple surgeries. And other than that, he's still, he's still going. And I always ask him cause he'll jump in the ring with me and train and I'll ask him like, Hey, how you feeling? You feeling good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel great. And I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to call it quits anytime soon. You know, with great respect to your father, at what age were you when you became taller than him? I think I was 13, 13 or 14. Wow. What? Well, yeah. Coming out of, uh, yeah. Eighth grade going into, into high school. I was already like, taller than. <laughs> and now you're, what are you? Six, two. Is that how tall you are? Six, one. Well, well, well you're a wrestler six, two. We'll call you six, two. Then. <laughs> Thank and, you. Appreciate it. So in all the family photos, like you're the one standing in the back now. It's usually the kids that are, you know, in the front, but I guess you'd be standing in the back. Yeah. They got me in the back. So I don't cover anybody. Where did this height come from? Cause like your mom's not that tall. Your dad's not that tall. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause, um, I got it all from my mom's side. Cause my dad, his, his mom is like four, eight and his dad is like five three five two so they're not very tall and he has four brothers and all his brothers are like five 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 six but my mom has one brother who passed away when he was 18 and when he was 18 he was already like six four and my my uh my mom's mom has six brothers and all six brothers are above six two wow okay. well so there I it think, is yeah i think that's where i got the hype from you know it's it's Difficult to be in the position that you're in because I think a lot of kids whose parents are just pro wrestlers in general, not legendary pro wrestlers like your father. I think a lot of them go, that's his thing or her thing, and they're going to do that, and I'll go live my own life. It's difficult to be in the position that you're in because people are going to constantly compare you to your father. That's obviously got to be a decision that you made before you got into this. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I knew, um, I was going to get compared and people were going to um, expect a certain thing from me. Um, but I was always given great advice from my coaches, 
from my dad, um, other wrestlers, you know, to, to not let those things get to me, but to just be me and put in the work and let my work speak for itself. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm the one going out there and busting my ass to, to do all this. So I think like there, there, it's very important for me to be able to, to be great for them. And, but I think it's also hard to not be compared to my dad because it's, and it's also hard to, hard for me to do certain things that my dad does because the height difference. So there has to be a little, a little, uh, differences here and there still. Yeah. How hard is it for you to do a six one nine? Uh, not very hard. Cause it, it was, uh, like me jumping into it. I have long legs. So I'm, if I, if I time it correctly, my legs just swing by and it, and it's perfect because I'm left-handed. So when me and my dad do it, it, it's in perfect sync. So it was, it, it was really cool that I could do it from the left side. And then when did you decide you wanted to put the frog splash in here as, you know, tribute to Eddie? Mm, when I hit the frog splash on Brock, we were, we were in the, we were in the back talking about what we could do if something presented itself. And my dad was like, hit him with the frog splash. I was like, I've never, I've never done a frog splash before. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, I just started looking at videos of how Eddie used to do it. And it kind of just came together. So from, from there on, I was, we were just like, yeah, I'll hit the froggy. So now it's just, it's, it's the Eddie the Eddie frog splash. So you didn't even go in the ring and do this with a crash pad or something like that? No. The first frog, frog splash you hit was on Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The first time trying it too. Do you realize how insane this sounds? Yeah, no, it, it trust me. When I, when my dad was like, hit a frog splash, I was like, I've never even like, I've jumped off the turnbuckle. Like, you know, when we in training did the macho jump down but never like actually like did a frog splash or anything we were does this the first time trying it wow first time doing well, a chair too this is crazy you gotta you, you're experiencing a lot of firsts in wwe yes that most people are doing you know in front of a small crowd on the indie scene this is insane that you're being that you're able to do this i it's it's been crazy like thinking looking back at this now i'm learning as i go like this is all everything that i'm doing as far as on raw and everything is all first offers for me so we're i'm learning as i go who has inspired the ring attire that you wear i think it's been a mixture of like me and my dad kind of designing it because um we wanted to keep the traditional falcons in there but we wanted to put like a like a unique twist to it. So we we tried doing the Falcon with like the question mark and making it a little unique. But I think um, down the future, you know, I'll 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 always be like my dad. Different colors. I'll change the outfit. You know, keep people surprised, having having them wonder what colors I'm going to wear this week or if I'm going to be wearing a different outfit. So I think that's that's what makes the Mysterio name a mystery. You've counted on restaurants, and now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your local favorite restaurants, while they're still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food, boom, will be on its way. And right now, listeners of the Chris Van Vliet Show can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, the code is BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And the wait is finally over. Oh, football is back. And you may not be 
at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, your dad has so many like iconic different, you know, different ring gear. Do you have like a, a closet in your house that's just all of his masks and all of his ring gear? Not a closet. We have a whole uh oh hey dad. Sorry. Uh we have a whole little outhouse for his outfits. Like just like like not a closet. He has a whole basically a bedroom just for his stuff. Has oh my gosh. Drawers of masks, outfits outfits everywhere. It's just it's it's crazy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Is that him? That's him. Yeah, he just walked in. Oh, hey. I know he, he can't no, hear me because you have headphones in. Yeah, he has no mask, but he, he just oh, okay. say hi. Well, Sorry hello, Rick. That. <laughs> That's a pretty good cameo to have in the interview. So what's your favorite uh, of his of his masks? My favorite? Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the one that um, Kevin Nash took off of him, the black one with the, like the... Like the it had like rainbow detailing on the inside. That's always been my. That's one of my favorites. I I would steal it as a kid and keep it in my room, and he would he would need it for interviews because that it was right after it happened. So people would ask him about it, and he'd have to pull it out. But I would always steal it and keep it in my room. So that's that one's one of my favorites. The Halloween Havoc outfit. I would always put that on and have a rip like the ripped mask and just run around the house with it. That that one's a classic as well. The 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 Superman outfit he used in ECW, or the Batman one as well. Those are he just has so like the classic WCW outfits that he used to wear. Those are basically all my favorites. Yeah, you have some masks. I think is there one or two on the shelf behind you there? Yeah, there's two. a couple. There, there's a. Do you couple know? There. Do you know the significance of those? Um, that the silver. I don't know if you can see it, but that yeah, silver yeah. one. That silver one is like a like a Louis Vuitton Supreme. That he, because he he loves his Louis, so he likes making like a special masks that he can like wear for special occasions. So that silver is like a mixture of like the Santo silver with like the red LV Supreme, which is really cool. Wow, that's amazing! It's amazing looking at you and thinking how much you look like your dad. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pe- that's a lot of people say, and uh, they didn't understand how we could go through with the storyline because they were like, if you've seen Ray and WCW and mass are like, you look just like him. Yeah. Like if you put a mask on, I feel like you guys would just be twins. <laughs> Although do people think you look not, not everybody's seen your dad with his mask off, but do people think that you look more like your dad or your mom? No, everyone, be one of the few that says I look like my dad. Nine out of 10 people would say I look like my mom. And, and now your mom's part of the storylines too. This is great. Yeah. yeah. The whole gang's in it. You guys just all fly over together, you know, for the tapings, yeah, or for the shows. So, uh, so you, uh, the way um, when when WWE was running shows out of the PC, we would um, fly in a day early. So we'd fly Saturday, get tested Sunday to work Monday. But um, they're having the test here at home for us in San Diego now. So we'll go and we'll get tested Thursdays to to have results Friday. So we have Saturday off and then we fly out Sundays. So it makes travel easier. And you've done all this. You've had all these great moments without a crowd. You must be so excited. Whenever that ends up happening, you must be so excited to be able to perform in front of a crowd. I think that'll definitely be interesting because I like my first performance was without a crowd. So like I've, I've I debuted in a weird era of wrestling, um, but I I think uh, I just want to hear the reaction. You know, when I first come out or to the first match when I have in front of a live crowd. I just want to hear that reaction. I think that that'll be a day, another day to remember. 
How cool is it going to be when you hear a 619 chant for the first time? <laughs> I'll, I'll probably shed a little tear and hope I don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Walk me through what's going on in your mind as you're backstage and you're about to go out there, your music's about to hit and you're about to wrestle Seth Rollins for the very first time. I think I was, I think I was more nervous like to the hours leading up to it because like I, I started warming up and I felt like it, this may sound weird, but I didn't feel a thing. I was just ready. And I was ready to have like to finish the task at hand. Like I knew what had to be done. I knew the eyes were on me. I loved the pressure and I just knew I had to go out there and perform. So I didn't, I was, I was like in game mode. But before that, like hours before, the night before, I couldn't sleep, freaking out all night. Woke, I woke up, I got like three and a half hours of sleep. I woke up, was watching nonstop film because I, I wanted to make sure that like I knew whatever would happen. You know, I, I wanted to be prepared. I was shaking all day. Like I, was, I had too many Red Bulls, like freaking out. But when it came down to it, I was ready. Wow. Everyone was so impressed with your debut. And I'm sure you saw the reaction online. It's like, you know, I guess the people thought the bar was low. They hadn't seen you perform before. And then you go out there and you guys put on an incredible match. What did it mean to you to start to see those really positive reactions from people? Well, first of all, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, but it was, it, like I've said, it, it's, it was surreal. You know, I didn't, um, the people didn't, people didn't know what to expect from me. They just saw the 619 and the splash from when I brock and they saw me, you know, getting my ass thrown around all over the ring from them. So they had just seen those little things. They hadn't actually seen what I could do. Um, so I was, I was excited to be able to go out there and perform and put on the show. And, and um, I remember the first thing I asked my dad after the match was how was it? Because I wanted to make sure that I, I, you know, I performed to the best of my abilities and people were happy and, and sure enough, you know, people were really happy about it. And, um, I was really happy about it. The fact that, you know, Vince and Seth and my dad and everyone was really happy with the match made me really happy. And, and I was able to, to sit back and enjoy and be proud of myself. So when you asked your dad, you know, how was the match? What did he say? Um, I don't know. He said, you effing killed it. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was really happy. Oh, that's so great. Wow. Have you talked to Lance since your debut? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we talk all the time. Um, he, uh, he usually, uh, texts me after my matches, um, like giving me some feedback and I, I text him as well. I, I, cause the more feedback I get, the better. I'm not, I'm not the type of person to like, if I do something wrong, I, I don't want to hear it. Cause I know what I did. No, I'd, I'd love to hear what, what I can, you know, what I did wrong, what I can do better, how I can better myself, how I can make my opponent look better, things like that. So I love getting feedback. Um, and Lance is, is one of the best to critique and give me my, my feedback to my matches because he's actually worked with me. So he, he'll he send me like long paragraphs of what I can do better and, and what I can work on. And, and you know, once once you're at SWA, it's, that's a family. So how many times have you watched that SummerSlam match back? Mm, well, right after I we got we got to the hotel super late. I watched it twice right after that. And then I would probably say total like 20, 25 times just That's to, great. yeah, just to keep critiquing myself. And yeah, is, I, I, is keep, there a... I keep finding little things that I could, I could do better. So is there a certain point in the match where you're just like, Oh, I wish I had done that a different way. Uh, yes. There's, there's certain things like I kept messing with my head too much. Um, but, but again, a lot of people don't know the story of the hoodie. Um, when we had originally planned to make the outfit, the hoodie was supposed to be detachable. So when I'm in the ring, I can rip it off. But um, Hayashi, the guy who, who made the costume, Masahiro Hayashi, he got overexcited and he forgot to make it detachable. So he just stitched it all in there. And we called him and we were like, Hayashi, you forgot to put in the, you forgot to make it detachable. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. He goes, I got overexcited. So I had to, we had to make it work. And I went in there with the hoodie and, but I just, I wish I didn't keep messing with it, but it is what it is. So is the same guy that makes your dad's masks, the same guy that's making your gear? Yes. He's, uh, he's made my dad's outfits for almost 18 years now or a little over 18 years. Oh, yeah. wow. 
Yeah, their story wow. on how they met is is crazy. He uh, brought an outfit to my dad in Japan without my dad even knowing. He they never met, and it fit my dad to the T. And from there on, they just he they clicked. Wow. What would you say is the best advice that your dad's given you that you still hold with you, whether it's in the ring or outside of the ring? In ring, slow down always. That's the best advice. It, from everyone that I've talked to, everyone always tells me slow down. So that's always the best, but I don't know they, my dad's given me so much advice outside of the ring. Um, I think, I think one of the more important things that he said to me is worry about the people that care about you because their opinions are what matters most. He goes, because everyone else has their opinion and they can think what they want. He goes, but the people that care for you, and that love you are going to tell you exactly how it really is. Mm. And, and since you've debuted, I'm sure you're going out in public and people are like, oh, I recognize you. You're Dominic Mysterio. Not really, because I, the mask, and I, I wear like, uh, like, like glasses. So like people don't really like recognize me, but when I'm eating or like they see like the, the El Misterio tattoo, then they'll be like, oh, you're Dominic Mysterio. So it's, it has been a little more than usual and I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to it, but it's, it, it's a cool feeling. With the tattoo there, do your, do you and your dad share any tattoos? Um, we share our, our ribs. We have, we both have, he has a prayer and I have a, a Bible verse. Oh, nice. And look, your arms have much more room. You're, you're like your dad when he was in his twenties. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he I'm didn't sure have a lot of it in my career. Is that the plan? I, I I don't know. We'll see. I don't I don't like tattoos unless they have a sentimental value to me. So I don't want to just put some random stuff on there and then like have have three kids or something and be like, man, I don't have any room for my kids. But um, yeah, no, I think like eventually if, if if the tattoo is correct and the artwork is correct, I think it'll eventually make its way on here. So if we look ahead, not just with tattoos, but if we look ahead with everything in your career, what are the plans? What are not plans, but what are the goals or what are the hopes that you'd love to do? I think the main goal is, is, uh, to be able to take the Mysterio name to another level, which is crazy to think about because my dad is, is he's revolutionized wrestling. He's pioneer. He's taken the Mysterio name to, he's made it worldwide. So the fact that I would try to take it to another level, to the next level is, is probably some people probably think it's, it's crazy or it's unattainable or it's, it's a dream, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the goal. I want to be able to, to do movies, TV shows, you know, just, I, I don't know. I just want to take the Mysterio name to another level. Well, your dad was a world champ. Is that something yeah, that you want to be? That's most definitely, you know, world champion, whether it's, uh, uh, with Drew on um, World Heavyweight or the Universal, um, I think that you know, I think that would be awesome. Or even, I think sentimental value, maybe uh, the Cruiserweight or the Two Hundred Five, just at a sentimental value because my dad was one of the best Cruiserweights to ever do it. Or even the Intercontinental, I think that's one of the best titles in my opinion, just because of the history behind it. Um, but yeah, I think that would be. I end goal would also be being a world champion or a tag team champion with my dad. When we look at that match with your dad and Eddie Guerrero, the latter match for the for the custody of you, what do you remember from that? I remember Eddie being upset at the end because of timing issues. We were in the back and he was like throwing crap and like hitting stuff and my dad was like no it's okay like it happens and i was like but is he good like is he okay did i do anything wrong because I, I remember i had to shake the ladder and yeah. i was told not to shake it too hard because i didn't want to knock him off so i remember i, I kind of just moved myself and didn't move the ladder um so i thought i thought maybe i, I moved it too hard or something um and then i i also remember the the social worker i guess it was that wasn't sitting next to me she uh she kind of gave me like the iggy of when to when to jump over the barricade to go and shake it so that was pretty cool um but yeah like little things like that that i remember are, are always going to be special to me 
that when you had those moments early on, I mean, you were six, right? Were you six when uh, that happened? I was, like, I was like seven or eight, seven, maybe. Yeah. So when you're seven or eight and you're in a WWE ring during a pay-per-view, are you like, this will be me one day, you know, 15 years from now, this will be me. Never thought about it that way. I was just, where, where are we having dinner? <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> what's, what are we going to eat next? Um, I never, never in a million years where I've thought that I would, you know, share the ring with my dad or even follow in his footsteps. So, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities and I'm very blessed to, to be able to be in the position that I'm in. There's so many other third generation superstars that you're doing the same thing as them. I mean, just off the top of my head, Randy Orton, The Rock, like this is pretty good company to be in. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. It's and I'm I'm very thankful and I'm very blessed. It's it's just been surreal. So, what is your dad's? What is your favorite wrestling match of your dad's? I was a big fan of the of the Cyber Sunday he did with Fit Finley. I think in October. 30 i don't remember if it was the 30th or the 31st um but that i thought that was a great match they did like a i think a, a stretcher match and um i love those cyber sundays i thought those were so unique and so cool um even though i i don't know if the fans actually did end up picking the stipulation for the match um i always thought they did <laughs> I'm sure they sure they did you know they did um but that that match stands out to me i i love that match um his first uh, Super J Cup in Japan with Psychosis, they tore the house down. They did every every lucha move in the book, and they absolutely killed it. Um, I would say his. I loved his match, and even though it didn't get to the finish, his match with Sabu at One Night Stand. That I thought that if they got if they were able to finish that through, I think that would have been one for the books. Even even it 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 already is since they only. I believe worked once with each other. Um, also, his uh, his WrestleMania 22 moment against Kurt and Randy that it's just such a good, great match with storytelling and physicality and everything. It's just so good. And of course, I can't forget his 97 Holy Havoc. This is like a best of. We should just make a DVD right now. <laughs> What's your favorite match that doesn't involve your dad? Oof. Hmm. I was a big fan of uh, watching Steamboat and uh, Ric Flair. Humongous fan of, of what I was. All, I also loved watching uh, Shawn Michaels. I think Shawn and Shawn and Razor Ramon. That was that 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 first ladder match. So good. I just love the way that Shawn only throws one one super kick, and that's the that's it. I love I love the fact about that. Um, Eddie Eddie and Edge tore the house down as well for their intercontinental feud back in the day, Eddie and Eddie and, uh, and RVD as well. Um, I loved watching Dean and Ben wall, Dean Malenko and Ben wall, but there's just so, there's so much I can go on forever. Now I feel like I need to turn on the network right now and watch all <laughs> these matches. They're all so good, man. Uh, what's, which stipulation match are you most excited to be a part of one day? I don't know. I think a ladder match would be fun. The thought of a night of a ladder match is fun, but I'm sure being in it is uh, has its uh, repercussions. But I th- I think that would be really cool, you know, because you know my dad and Eddie had a ladder match, and I I loved watching you know the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian go at it in their ladder matches. You know, I grew up watching that, so I think that yeah. would be really cool to be in a ladder match. When you were backstage as a kid. Who who was like in your inner circle, or who was like Ah, Dom? There you are. It was good to see you, man. A lot of the a lot of the a lot of the boys in the back were always really cool with me. Um, I remember uh, Edge. Edge would help me make a uh, like duck like tape tape balls, and and we would throw we would throw them in the back, or he would go around and we'd be pegging people. Um, <laughs> I was always uh, hanging out with uh, Tony Chimmel's kids. And uh, Chris Benoit's kids, David, and we would we would steal the uh, BWOs, little blue tricycles, and we would be all around the arena, just 
you know, wreck, wrecking havoc and going through catering, stealing cookies, and then be on our tricycles again um, until they needed them for showtime. And we would we would get stopped. Um, but yeah, everyone was everyone was just so nice and so kind. Um, it's it, I have so many good memories with all with a bunch of wrestlers, you know, and even even the Miz. The Miz always he always booked me as a kid because he would always come up to me and be like, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" And I'd always tell him, "Not you." But he would he would always be like, <laughs> you know, I had David Benoit on the show earlier this year, and he's now training to be a wrestler. So, oh, really? Yeah. So we could see maybe one day Mysterio versus Benoit. I'd I'd love that. I think that 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 in itself is a, a historic generational match because that's 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 so cool. I I, I haven't talked I haven't talked to David in a while but uh we've communicated um when i was at storms because he i believe he lives in edmonton yes and that's a that's a three-hour drive from calgary so we communicated and we've talked before and you know we were i, I would like to say we were good friends back in the day because you know our our parents would always take us out to dinner together we would go eat at rainforest cafe and go to dinosaur museums together so it was really cool and i'd, I'd love to eventually you know work with him one day maybe one day also rainforest cafe is awesome <laughs> It is the best. It is. Look, I'm I'm just so happy that you shared some of your time with me here. And you're just such a talented but super humble young man. And you know, I, you. I really appreciate that. Well, thank thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, I've I learned from the best. My dad always told me to work hard and stay humble. So, you know, I just try to follow in his footsteps in every way that I can. There's really no one better to learn from. <laughs> I agree. Thank you so much, Dominic. No, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you for having me. Well, thank you for being part of this conversation with us. Snap a screenshot right now. Tag me. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Dominic is at Dominic underscore 35. And the future is so, so bright for him. Can you imagine what we're going to get when we have a match between him and his dad? I mean, that has to happen one day, right? It's, it has to happen before Ray retires, right? I still can't believe his first match ever was at SummerSlam. No indie matches, no NXT matches, SummerSlam. And he handled it like a pro. And still, we're going to look back on this match in six months. We're going to look back on this match in a year, in two years, in five years and go, man, that was a good match. That was a great debut against Seth Rollins. But look at all this stuff that Dominic does now, or perhaps Prince Mysterio, if that actually ends up happening. We're going to be seeing a lot of Dominic for many, many, many more years to come. And it's cool that we can watch his evolution from day one to hopefully year 20 and year 30, as he continues to grow and continues to get better and better and better. Alan Johnson Sirleaf says, the size of your dreams must always exceed your current capacity to achieve them. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. (sighs) If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Chew on that for a little bit. Wow. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Be great. Be grateful. Please subscribe. We've got some great interviews on the way. We'll see you next week.